Hello. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm right, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Welcome to episode three uh, of the Self Agency podcast. Simon, you're in Spain today, aren't you? Today I am in Spain, yes, absolutely. And I'm in Cornwall. Um, and we may or may not have some ambient sound for those listeners who like the ambient sound. Um, just to let uh, you know, we are on um, Twitter, on the Self Agency, for people who have been following this podcast. And also, since the last one, we've done a little bit more work on the website, which is the self.agency. Um, you can find more details of the principles behind the self-agency on there. And we also have a Facebook group, which we've just started, which is um, the self-agency as a group on Facebook. And you can find us on there too. Great. So this is quite a good time of year, isn't it, to think about self-development. People tend to yeah. take stock at this time of year and think about what's next for them in 2016. And we've had some um, interesting and very helpful feedback to the podcast that we've been doing, which help us think about that from the self-agency's perspective as well. Yes, um... And uh, I think should we go straight into this one? Um, we've uh, I think the first thing that we saw, which was which was wonderful, is that um, Mike Bourbon had written a blog post uh, about his interpretation of what we're doing. So I think this is going to form the basis uh, of what we'd like to talk about today. We've had other feedback, and I think maybe we have time we can get onto that, or maybe that's a topic for another podcast. But I think certainly for now, it would be nice to go through what Mike's written and um, make that the basis of our conversation. Yes, and it's nice that uh, Mike Baldwin has his own domain, Mikey3982.com, because it does start with that sense of one's own domain and something that uh, he and I have talked about for um, a little while on and off um, over the years. But there were three really interesting points, I think, that he was making in the, in the blog post. Um, the idea of this being an emergent journey being a very important part of it because so much of what we've been conditioned to developing our skill sets around is is always preconditioned. And yep. that's the big thing which I think we want to focus on is how can people become more self-directed? Um, a, because they may want to, but B, because also, um, as somebody else has mentioned, employers also, they, they are looking for that sense of self-starting initiative. Um, we're all, in a sense, running our own businesses now, aren't we, whether or not we're employed. I mean, I think this is a fundamental thing. The the education stuff is, is really interesting because, like you say, it's it's an emergent thing. And emergent things are always very, very tricky. It's tricky for us here, I think, in some ways, in, in getting across the, the kind of stuff that we're doing. But I think the emergent nature of education is something that goes against the way that learning, whether it's in an, uh, an organisational context or just education generally, it goes against the way those things are run on the whole, um, in the sense that organisations need to train people for what the organisations believe the skill set should be. But more generally, uh, quite often you're hearing the people talking about education in terms of how do we prepare people for the future, as if the things that are the future and the things that are the skills you need for the future are in some way predetermined. Um, and so this whole emergent thing that, that Mike's picked up in this blog post I think is a really fundamental thing because actually it's the combination of individuals who are pursuing 
what they want to pursue and what interests them and the skills they need and the things that they want to, to make that actually determines what that future is. And I think it's hard for organisations to, to support that in a lot of ways because that's a, a different perspective on how people learn for the future. But I think it's incredibly important that there's um, some way that people can realise and take advantage of the opportunities of that broader perspective on, on what learning is really for. There's some very interesting conversations being had when it comes to thinking about personal development, what it, what it means now, what it used to mean and what the difference is. We've got a lot more focus on things like unlearning, where before there was very little scope to even think about how we might even need to unlearn. I laugh to myself when I think about change programmes, change management programmes as they used to be and still are talked about um, very often by the time you know today one's determined what the nature of the change needs to be itself has changed um, and there is a, another aspect I think to this which Mike mentioned in his blog post about these new spaces that we are to use his words feeling our way through you know there there is very little scope in a lot of the ways that we connect and we develop to really create that sort of sentient knowledge and ability which actually one can get through things like digital interaction better than perhaps we've had in large systems up until now so this is combination again of more human feeling and sentient awareness but also the digital capability that enhances that and you know that, that's that's a big big new thing i think it's i think that the change thing is really interesting because um it's it, this idea that you can centrally coordinate a change programme in many ways is, is, is ridiculous in the face of what you're saying, which is that basically the individuals, uh, the, the people having those very direct digital interactions are the people who are most immediately able to pick up on and respond to the need for change to happen. And as you say, you know, the, the whole idea that this is something that you can then have a long-term plan over um, really doesn't make sense in that context. And actually what should be happening is some just general ongoing programme of enablement that they're actually saying, you know, that we just are, are you know, people have the, the agency to, to do the things that need to happen, to make the changes that need to happen. And actually the organisation follows along behind that rather than tries to direct any of these things. People love to have maps, don't they? Just give me a map, give me a recipe, give me the directions, give me the cheat sheet, give me the thing. And um, what we've talked about and what we'll do in this week in Barcelona is start to try to help people think about that in real time um, and, and introduce some techniques which can be useful for themselves and also for workplaces, which are much more about not relying on that but truly truly having this sense of agency because for me this is where um, a lot of the new value at the very granular granular individual level within organizations will come from which which kind of goes into um, his second point I think about yep. self the self-agency and the sense of individual voice and what we have as um, platforms that people now work within you know enterprise social network platforms within organizations or what we are supposed to say or not supposed to say what's politically correct um, and the difference between that kind of collective mindset that we all you know become part of I mean just thinking about this after Christmas 
you know, the hysteria, the collective hysteria around Christmas, you could almost dial that up and pre-program it. It's so predictable these days. Um, and, and yet we know that the value that is truly fulfilling and satisfying both, you know, at an individual level and at the collective level is, is, a, is a lot more personalised than that. It's about very many different narratives and very many different stories and being able to create and, and maintain and sustain that level of individual connection and um, awareness so that we are offering, each of us, offering unique and irreplaceable value. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's what's what's always been a theme, or not always, but so for so many say conferences or things that I've been to or the conversations that people are having online, is that people are constantly talking about how it all comes just down to people, how everything that they're doing is about people, um, and yet it's always within the context of something else, and so it never it never really truly is, and so these platforms and the organisations that are doing things even whether they don't believe or whether they really are doing something about um, engaging on that level, um, it's still not really um, happened, despite the amount of time that people have spent talking about it, which I think is quite interesting, which maybe suggests that the whole conversation about those things has just been happening uh, in completely the wrong context and in completely the, the wrong sphere for the real change to take place. Uh, and, and maybe the reality of... Um, truly empowering people or providing the enabling space for people is too difficult um, and too against the kind of the corporate nature to actually happen i suppose mm. yeah i agree i think there's an opportunity for a step change in the way this sort of thing emerges if you like and that that, that step change is about doing um more than talking um, mm -hmm. so that so that what comes out of it is is a different type of confidence that's what I mean by the step change is a, a step change in personal confidence personal agency that comes from practically making practically doing practically reclaiming the self through uh, a greater sense of uh, literacy if you like around what the options are I think I, I think I might have even seen as recently as a week ago um, people talking about, maybe it was trends for 2016, which is another thing that obviously happens on queue this <laughs> yeah. time of year, um, is, is that one of the key trends next year is, because of the, the things that have been happening recently around um, alacracy and all the different kind of methods and uh, of organising organisations, people talking about actually now getting down to, to brass tacks next year and how you accept that organisations are all about the individual. And... So it's as if the conversation is kind of happening, but I feel like the conversation is still happening in the way that it happened previously, which is um, with things like social media, when people were talking about how to get down to individual agency and the, the importance of personality and the self within these kinds of things. But actually not so much happened on that front. Um, and I feel like that we're now talking about it in terms of organizations and uh, organization development, um, operating systems for organizations mm -hmm. and how those organizations and operating systems need to support the agency of the individual and that's the most important asset but I feel like it's still something that is more just rhetoric than actually things that are going to happen in any meaningful way and I feel like that's something we want to bypass mm -hmm. is talking at this from an organisational perspective to say how can you put in right in place the right operating system for empowering the people that work there and getting down to the key thing which is okay let's see if we start from the ground up from the individuals 
what this actually means. And that's kind of what we're getting to grips with, I think. Absolutely. The, in the last few couple of years, I think a lot of what was very exciting, what people got very excited about in terms of the potential of social networks and communications opportunities and the organising opportunities that would come from that, we've kind of reverted back to what is institutionalised networked advertising. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we love to institutionalise things. Human beings um, have a tendency to like institutions because they kind of codify what we have. But if we are looking at a more atomized, more granular type of networked organization, then institutionalizing that is is kind of counterproductive. Um, and, and, you know, we've got a lot of prepackaged digital now, you know, so you um, need to be on Facebook if you want to be seen at all. I, I read the other day that some some um, organizations or certainly some people are talking about whether or not organizations even need their own websites. Maybe they just need to split up that and, and not have their own even sense of their own domain, um, but just be on uh, Facebook or Flickr or, or LinkedIn. Um, I, I, I wouldn't agree. I think you know this absolutely comes down to what is our sense of our own domain? You know, we are, we are splintered and, and, and living with sort of partial selves uh, both as corporates and as individuals across a range of different platforms pre-provided for us when we actually can start to really think about what, what is at the core of digital connectivity. And that's your and my ability to program, to use tools which are open source or to use tools which allow us to um, re- you know, remove some of these third party industrialized brokerage dependencies so that we can be more effective as a result and i think that you know for me that's what i'm absolutely most passionate about is is the maker movement in the fullest sense both people who can really make and help shape the destinies of of you know that themselves as individual units of, of business units of one of bigger pictures by being you know full of initiative and, and proactively being able to network and connect and also to think about what they bring to that which has got a, a individual and a very identifiable sense of value as a contribution that they can lay claim to i think so what uh, mike called in his um article here the, the raw ingredients um is is very much fundamental it's you know the, the what are the what are the raw ingredients of uh, what we consider to be um, our capability to digitally create things um, because they can be seen as these very large platforms and and at the same time we've never had a big a bigger range of opportunities and things and tools and ways to create things to actually get on and do stuff but the things that get in the way are the fact that we're harnessing our capabilities in the creation of these larger platforms. And so escaping from that in some way, not saying we have to completely escape from it, I'm not completely unaware of the fact that we're using some of these platforms at the moment (laughs) to do the kind of stuff that we're doing right now. And I think one of the conversations that we need to have is around having a more realistic view of what we need and what we don't need, Mm. because it's all very easy to accept or, or to believe that we need some of the things that we use on a daily basis. Uh, and then maybe when we find that these things are taken away or they no longer operate, that we've just moved on and used something else. And I think it's an important lesson to say what gets us, what helps us to get the job done, what helps us to 
make the things that we want to make, what helps us to have the conversations around the things that we want to achieve without becoming something that dominates us to the point where we can't imagine doing it in a different way. And I think being realistic about that conversation is important. Sometimes you do need a way to reach people. Sometimes you need a way that's something that totally belongs to you. And I think that's going to be one of the things that we want to explore uh, through, the, through the work that we're doing. There's almost a dizzying array of choices, but no time. You know, and, and people have talked about this a, a lot, that we have this the paradox of choice at a time when we're, we're even more time poor than we've ever been. And so that, that, in a curious kind of way, I think, has kept us stuck in this kind of hybrid existence between part industrialised and part digital media no man's land, which is not necessarily adding value. I think there's a lot of people frustrated that whilst they've got more platforms to connect to, more contacts to have to kind of service and more output that they need to manage, they've got a more complex environment in which to try and do that. So part of the idea of taking this week is to really give ourselves a decent uh, period of time to get back to some of the basics to think about how we make the choices that we make and how that can develop into um, the opportunity to, to lead digitally and not be led by being digital. And like you said before, um, to base that whole thing around not so much talking, although there's inevitably will be discussion and that's a fundamental part of what we want to do, but actually by doing stuff, by, mm. by getting on with it, by experimenting with things, by trying things. Um, and I think by doing that, navigating some of these things and realising, I suppose, in some ways that the, the way that we're um, brought into these platforms is by the way that they provide us with something of ease um, to navigate this complexity and realising that the things that we may really want to do may not be quite so easy, but having the space uh, and time to reflect and a way to go forward with them is, is, a, is therefore very, very useful for the individual. Now, since we did our last podcast, we've um, created some principles, some guiding principles um, on, on the website, which help uh, in, in this regard, um, haven't we? And that's going, yep. they're going to help also um, shape in an emergent way the week that we have uh, in Barcelona in April. And for anybody who wants to take that time out and to think about how they uh, develop their own sense of self-agency. Um, the principles are a useful stepping stone to thinking about how that might work for them. And uh, there are also tickets on Eventbrite. And I don't have the link, Simon, but it is on it's the website. It's linked to from the website. Fantastic. Yep, as are yes, the principles. Exactly. So if you go to the self.agency, as you mentioned before, then there's a link there to principles and to a little bit about the, the week in April and to tickets and various other things like this podcast, mailing list, blog, all the stuff you'd hope to find on a, a modern website. So that's a nice place to kind of think about what 2016 might grow into being and what we might grow into being within it. Excellent. That's a, that's a very nice place to end this podcast, I think. And Mike, thank you for writing the blog. Uh, I hope that this has helped put a little bit of um, more shape and uh, commentary around the, the very useful points um, and feedback that you gave. If anybody um, would like to uh, respond to the podcast, we're very happy to hear your thoughts. Um, this, is this is very much about creation and co-creation as well as what we'll be doing shaping um, the events from here. So do get in touch and thank you for listening.
Thank you and goodbye.